Hello. 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 Go on. You had me sweating for a minute there, mate. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> oh, well, that's the way to spend your Friday evening. Sweaty Dave. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 502 of 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for April 2023. No messing about the start of this one, mate. I'm going to chuck us straight into the top five albums. How about that? But I have so much to say. <laughs> because we've had such great feedback on yeah, it. Yeah, it's been loads. So yeah. yeah, we should get cracking straight into it. Definitely. So... If you're new to this, I think the genesis of it was, wasn't it at the back end of last year? And I put a poll up on our Twitter account of uh, who is your favourite 80s action star? Is it Sly? Is it Arnie? Or is it yes. another? And then um, Twitter, yeah. there was some bizarre thing happened with Twitter and all the all the metrics of it got screwed up and Arnie won by an obscene amount, which is obviously wrong. So I don't know what happened there. And that, that led us on. That led us on to the next one. So the next uh, episode, we said uh, if you could only watch the films with five actors, which five actors would you pick? Then we moved on to you can only watch the films by which five directors, and then that has led us on to oh, you can only ever listen to five albums. What five albums would they be? And here we are. We've got our list. Shall we do what we did last time, mate? And we'll take it uh, in turns. Do it alternate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on. Then. You start this time, mate. I started the last time, so I'll let you go first. Okay, so my first one is uh, Bruce Springsteen, "Darkness on the Edge of Town." Ooh, any particular feel, reason why? I just feel. I mean, obviously, you've got "Born in the." Uh, sorry, no, "Born to Run." "Born in the USA" is all right. Uh, "Born to Run," "The River," um, but I'm just like, no, "Darkness on the Edge of Town" is the one for me. So, um, just a lot of good 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 songs mm-hmm. uh so out of all the classic bruce ones that one's my favorite so yeah i've got to have some bruce in there so <laughs> yeah you don't surprise me with some bruce to be honest mate i was sort of half expecting there could be uh, one but i didn't know which one it'd be of course um i'm gonna pick the first one and to be quite honest mate this would be if i could only ever listen to one album it would be this one so this cool. was an easy first one to put down uh, and it's from 1978, Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds. Oh, nice. I absolutely love the album. I remember buying it when it came out. And we've talked about this loads of times in the past, you know, of getting an album, especially if it's got a gatefold sleeve and you can sit there and open mm. it up and spend ages looking at it. I remember just looking at the inside cover of this and listening to the album, just on repeat, on repeat. And uh, me and Tina were lucky enough to go and see the live show, I think probably about 10 years ago or something. And mm. it was, um, Justin Hayward was in it at the time. And, yeah. and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it now. Just being there and seeing and hearing Justin Hayward sing Forever Autumn was mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. 
Um, so yeah, this this was an easy first one to put down, mate. It's uh, always always a go to lesson. Good, good stuff. My one, uh, next one is um, this kiss. Ooh. And you know I love 80s Kiss, and yeah. I originally had typed out Asylum, but I was just like, no, wait. I deleted it and put Crazy Nights. Oh, my God. You surprised me, mate. I could have sworn if you were going to pick a Kiss album, it would be Asylum. Yeah, I was like, it was close, but I was just like, oh, you got Crazy Nights, you got Reason to Live, um, you got Turn on the Night. Um, I was just like, nah, I think Crazy Nights. Where I, Right now, Crazy Nights takes it. Whoa. Well, well, a shocker, mate, a shocker from you, definitely. Um, the way I've listed mine, apart from War of the Worlds being the top one, obviously, I've just written mine in chronological order. So after 1978 uh, comes 1979, and I've got Scorpions, Love Drive, which was, I mean, 79, I've mentioned loads of times on the show, was the year that I got into rock music, got into, mm. got into Kiss, Judas Priest, scorpions uh white snake all bands like that and um yeah of all the scorpions ones love drive i've got to admit <laughs> reason remember 79 was 14 years old the reason i bought it is the cover because it's got a bit of bare boob on it even though it's, it's covered in chewing gum <laughs> i'll hold my hand up and say that's the reason that i bought it uh but awesome album uh not a dud on it from you know the the rock songs through to something a bit lighter like Holiday, it's uh, yeah the definitive Scorpions album for me. So I'd have to have that, and it's one. It's it's easily the Scorpions album I've played the most. Nice, good pick, good pick. My next one because I want for some variety. I can't just have rock music the whole time. Mm. Um, is um, the Midnight and their 2016 album Endless Summer because that's got the most sort of like midnight synthwave bangers on it. It's got Sunset, Daytona, it's got Jason, it's got the Comeback Kid, it's got the sax workout that is Vampires. Yeah, so need some synthwave on there. So the Midnight Endless Summer is Whoa. my third pick. I'm going to have to listen to some of that then, because I couldn't tell you one Midnight song, to be honest. So, But I know some of the, the synthwave stuff that you've recommended on here before and I've had to listen mm. to and really enjoyed it. So It's hard to pick like ones. I was just like, God, if I, I don't want to pick one synthwave album. It's really hard. But uh, yeah, I think Endless Summer's the one. Yeah. Well, like you, I thought, oh, do, do I want to mix it up, not just have rock music? I mean, my first pick, obviously, isn't rock music with War of the Worlds. Yeah, no. Um, and I did tour you because... Oh, is it two bands? And again, we talked about this before, but for any new listeners out there, two bands that I was heavily into um, in the early 70s was the first one was ABBA. And, yeah. and you know, you can't go wrong with ABBA songs. But secondly was ELO. And mm. I, oh, and then I was, I was going through the ELO discography. And um, I know it's not a favourite with a lot of ELO fans, but I really like Discovery. I thought, could that be on the list? And then I thought, oh, a new world record. That's a classic as well. Should have put that on there. But then I went through all the other bands, and because, because no surprise here, apart from War of the Worlds, all mine are rock band, <laughs> rock albums. But these are ones that I listened to so many times, and I could happily, yeah. these really could be the five albums if I just, that's all I got to listen to. Uh, so I've moved on to 1981, and Whitesnake, come and get it which is... Yes, I remember you liking this one. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, it was the first gig that I went to. I saw them on this tour, um, so that's a bit special as well. 
it was a toss-up because there was this and Ready and Willing, uh, two favourite mm. Whitesnake ones. And if I could only ever listen to one song, it would be Blind Man by Whitesnake from Ready and Willing. But as an album overall, I prefer Come and Get It. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can't beat this. This is another one that you've just got to turn it up loud and, and listen to it. And for me, my favourite Whitesnake album. Not song, but album. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, my fourth pick, um, I needed some Jim Steinman on here. Um, I couldn't, I mean, I know it's sort of like thematically, it's like similar a little bit to Springsteen, but, yeah. um, and I was just like, well, it's got to be one I've got the most nostalgia for and had when I was, a, uh, had a on tape when I was a kid and was just like for when it came out, you know, cause I was into like, I was into Meatloaf from a young age. Um, yeah. So I have picked Meatloaf, obviously, um, and Bat Out of Hell 2. Ooh, number two. Yeah. Why, yeah. why number two? And because I mean, most people, I mean, it just, it just like, yeah, I mean, I probably played about about one too much, and also it's just like this is the album that came out when I was just getting into Meatloaf, so yeah, this was a uh, this was a one, so yeah, Battle of Hell two. I mean, Battle of Hell one, I've listened to like shit ton of times. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, you know what? I, I mean, I've played it. I don't own it. I own the first one, but I don't own the second one. I've probably only heard it all the way through a handful of times since it was released. So that could be one for me to revisit and have a listen to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I might have to do that. Uh, the next one on my list is 1982. And I've got to have some Judas Priest, mate. And when it comes to Priest, for me, Screaming for Vengeance is the album. Um, all I've got to say up to, well, for all five of my picks, there isn't a track that I skip. You know, sometimes you get an album and there might be one that you think, ah, oh, that's a bit of a, yeah. a bit of a dud one. Um, uh, yeah, it's like, say, for example, with Kiss and Lick It Up, great album, get to the final track on the eighth day. I really don't like that. I never play it now. <laughs> it's just like, my album's finished now. Uh, whereas with all of these albums, every song, every song for me, I really love. Um, and Screaming for Vengeance with Priest is just absolute classic uh so yeah i would again i'd never tire of listening to this one so yeah scorpions white snake and priest are the rock ones at the moment nice my final pick i was just like i want something a bit more sort of like contemporary something maybe a bit heavier as well um and then i was my mind went to an album that i just listened to like just to death no pun intended with a title uh when it came out in like i mean contemporary is fucking 20 years old but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, when it first came out um and it's got some good heavy stuff on there um uh so i've gone for queens of a stone age songs for the deaf wow i couldn't tell you one of their songs mate it's got um the one with no one knows on there that's like their biggest hit but okay. it's just a very good just a very good album again it's just like it's you know just of a mix of music you know because you, you need variety yeah. so a uh, bit heavier mm-hmm. songs for the deaf oh, okay well, mine hasn't got so much variety as you. Uh, like I said, I did toy with the LO and a few others, but my final one, and it's a good job you're sitting down, mate, because it's not a Kiss album. There are no Kiss albums. You won't be able to listen to Kiss. No, I wouldn't because, and the reason for that is, as much as I love Kiss, and again, regular listeners will know that, for me, they have still never put an album out where every single song is a colour, for me personally. There's always at least one that's a bit, mm, not a big fan of that one. 
So I've picked five albums where every song I really love. So I'm finishing from 1983, and this could be a surprise to a lot of people listening. Thin Lizzy, Thunder and Lightning. Which, Ooh. oh, mate, I tell you what, I fucking love this album. I mean, I, I loved Thin Lizzy. Um, well, actually, no, I didn't love Thin Lizzy. I liked Thin Lizzy. And then mm. Thunder and Lightning came out. And then I loved Thin Lizzy because this right. album for me is, oh, again, amazing. Oh, when the sun goes down, what a ballad. It's just incredible. Uh, and again, the, every song, awesome for me. I could happily play it on repeat. Um, and if and it's one that doesn't often get talked about when people talk about Thin Lizzy. So if you haven't heard Thunder and Lightning album, get on it. It's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, so to recap, mate, do you want to recap your five that you've picked? Yes. They were heard. They were. Of the edge. <laughs> Sorry, I had to call it back up again. Um, Darkness Surgery of the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen, Crazy mm-hmm. Nights by Kiss, Endless Summer by the Midnight, Battle of Hell 2 by Meatloaf, Songs to the Death, Queens of the Stone Age. And mine were Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds, Scorpion's Love Drive, White Snake, Come and Get It, Judas Priest, Screaming for Vengeance, and Thin Lizzy, Thunder and Lightning. I have also ended up with a CD single of Bee Gees You In Again in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> did that just accidentally fall into yeah, your that's pocket? Just, yeah, yeah, it's just a little yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, how did that happen? Who knows? Right. I guess so we did get uh, a great response on Twitter, so thank you to everybody uh, that responded. So we'll start with Jared at Jedi Wilt. Um, he started with Prince, Sign of the Times. Nice. Van Halen for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Pet Shop Boys, Pop Art. Funkadelic, One Nation Under a Groove. And this is probably the, the longest title. Uh, John Morales presents Teddy Pendergrass, The Voice, remixed with Philly Love. Got to okay. admit, I only know, obviously, I only know the Prince one and the Van Halen one. I do know Pet Shop Boys, um, but the yeah. other two would be completely new for me. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to start making a list of some of these and give them a listen. Uh, Rob's Media Vault at Rob's Media Vault. Oasis, what's the story? Morning Glory. Now, Rob, I don't know about this one. I think I should have made it a bit clearer when I said about the five albums because Queen, greatest hits. Yeah, that's a cheat. That's a bit. That's a bit Alan Partridge, Rob. Come on. What's your favourite Queen album? Greatest hits. I don't know. Uh, Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell 2. We got another vote for Bat Out of Hell 2. Wow. Nice one, Rob. Uh, The Verve. Urban Himes? Hymns? Hymns, H-Y-M-E-S. So, hymns then. Um, and I don't know, again, I should maybe have been a bit specific, especially the way that we finished this section. The Blues Brothers soundtrack. Yeah, that's allowed. Yeah. Yeah, I was toying with some soundtracks, like Streets yeah. of Fire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's absolutely fine. But Best of, I understand. Yeah, like, like the compilation of other albums. Yeah, that's like saying um, my favourite albums. No, that's what I call Music 57. That's, yeah <laughs> you know i uh, don't know about that yeah but um no i'd say soundtracks are absolutely fair game hmm. um moving on to tim paulin aka captain bacon at tim paulin uh bob seeger nine tonight van halen fifty-one fifty. oh what an album uh merle haggard big city reckless kelly bulletproof and cross canadian ragweed mission california what a name. Cross Canadian. I'm going to have to look up some of these and have a listen. To them, you know? Again, thank you to everybody. That we are learning. We are learning. Uh, next, on to Sarah from the Barkside at the Barkside Shop. And please follow if you're on Twitter. 
Uh, Sour and the Barkside Shop are the sponsor of Podcast Mascot Bodie. So please go and support. If you know anybody that's that's got a pet dog, please go and follow them. And if you don't know anybody, just follow them anyway, because they're really nice. Uh, only five. That's a tough task. Uh, that's a tough ask. Sorry. Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Mm-hmm. We're off to a rocking start with that one. Alter Bridge, One Day Remains. Nice. Nice. Oh, and then an album I love here. Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. Yeah. Uh, the Gaslight Anthem, the 59 sound. Oh, I've not heard that in years. Uh, that was, oh, I love that album when Is it came it? out. Oh, I don't see. I, there's another one. I don't know. That's what I'm going to have to jump onto that and have a listen. Yeah. Um, oh, and here you go, Sarah. ELO, a new world record. That was the one that, would, that almost made my list. So, yeah, that, that is a classic ELO. Uh, Michael Oglesby, at Michael Oglesby, our webmeister. His five albums are Michael Jackson, Dangerous. Oh, now you see, if I had to pick a Michael Jackson one, obviously Thriller, or I really like Bad as well. Mm. I haven't listened to Dangerous too much, so I don't know about that one. Um, and then he's put the Bright Light, Bright Light, Life is Easy. Don't know that one. Pet Shop Boys, Discography. Madonna, Celebration. And Orbital, Orbital 2. Mm, don't know that. I've seen Pet Shop Boys. I've Pet Shop That is an album by the Pet Shop Boys, not like their discography. Yeah, I take it is an album, not the entire. <laughs> that would be, no, that would be cheating. There's, yeah. there's no way around that. Um, trillion P I H C, which is at Bouncy Cynic on Twitter. Uh, Alice in Chains, Dirt, nice Pearl Jam, Alive. Manic Street Preachers, Generation Terrorists. Uh, another one for Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, and Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that album. Yeah. Whether um, they know it or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, our friend over in Sweden, Frederick, at F Liljegren on Twitter. Uh, ACDC, Back in Black. Oh, classic again. Oh, I... I, it's too much like if you've been to gigs like just live gigs i don't know if it around the rest of the world but god that is just an album every gig yeah it feels like sometimes it's just like oh here's some music of back in black it's just like you've it's almost been killed now <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's overdosed of it yeah so yeah for that reason i couldn't i could do that one <laughs> uh it carries on with extreme porno graffiti nice johnny cash live at san quentin Cool. Isn't uh, what another one I've not heard of? Weeping Willows, Broken Promise Land. Mm-hmm. Know that one. And oh, he's picked a White Snake one as well this time. But Frederick's gone for Saints and Sinners. Oh, nice. Mm. And then he says that's the list today. Might look different another day, obviously. Mm. Uh, so then we've got Paul Hobson, which is uh, at Paul Hob two zero five seven six three eight two. Animal Collective. Don't know them. Merryweather Post. Oh, Merryweather Post Pavilion. Okay. Yeah, again, new one. Radiohead, Kid A. Nice. Enter Shikari, Common Dreads, Take Impala, Currents, and Foles, F-O-A-L-S, Antidotes. I like hearing you listen to trying to say contemporary bands. I know. I've probably murdered so many names like this early on into the podcast. It's ridiculous. Um, Tim Hardman at Timmy H. Everton. Beatles, Rubber Soul. I was wondering when a Beatles one was going to come Yeah, in. yeah. Uh, Stones, Sticky Fingers. Mm-hmm. The Who, Who's Next? Grateful Dead, 
live, live dead. I was going to say live dead then. Live dead. Uh, <laughs> Mot the Hoople Brain Capers. Old school mm. rock there from Tim. Old school rock. Yeah. Uh, one of these Daves at David Peter Vale. Marillion. Oh, Tom, no Marillion for oh, you. Oh, it's a Marillion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one do you think is picked then, Marillion? Oh, God. I mean, that's like, <laughs> it depends what Marillion is into. It yeah. could be fish or it could be H. If it's fish, um, oh, God. Uh, okay. No, if it's H, I'm going to say marbles. If it's, I mean, why? Oh, God, it's so hard. If it's fish, <laughs> um, it would be. Anything. Misplaced childhood. Mate, you've got it right. Misplaced childhood. Whoa. Good call there. Uh, it's hard, though, because it's like, you know, like, I mean, I'm more into H era, yeah. um, Marillion, and I know more people, a lot of people are into the Fish era. So it's just, it really comes down to mm. that. But, whew, yeah. That's but really fun. good app, though, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Kate Bush. So I know when Tina listens to this, she's a huge Kate Bush fan. So, Tina, what do you think the album's going to be? It is Hounds of Love. Uh, Genesis, seconds out. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and David, well done. Jeff Wayne, War of the Worlds. Another, nice. another big fan of him. Uh, <laughs> New Model Army, Thunder and Consolation. Mm. Um, <laughs> Choo Choo Motherfuckers, at Not a Postman Gav. Uh, Michael Jackson, bad. Now, nah, there we go. Um, Stereophonics, word gets around. Uh, Guns and Roses, third one for Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, that's got that's taking the lead at the moment. That I think. is easily. the only ones with multiples were. Well, I'm trying to keep track of my head. Were there's only been two, Guns and Roses and Battlefield Two. I think they're the only mm. ones that have had multiples so far. Yeah. Um, Nas N A S, Illmatic. Uh, you don't have to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I pronounced Nas, it, it could have been. It could have been, it could have been a Z or an S. Nas. 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 Uh, I think it's Nas. If is it? I so, I did, so I did get it right then. That's good. <laughs> and then Oasis, brackets, bootleg, so it might not count, MTV Unplugged. Mm. I don't know about bootlegs. I mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tony at, at underscore Wickerman73 underscore. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. U2, The Joshua Tree. I can hate you too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of you two all, got to admit. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I can respect everyone's choices, but I cannot stand <laughs> like it's... Say it like it is, Tom. Go on, don't, don't hold back. <laughs> sorry, sorry for your pick. It's, uh, I, um, sorry, I it's, the guitar, your it's the guitar sound for me, I've got to admit, with you two. I've just never got on with the guitar sound whatsoever. It's too thin to know. Anyway, that's just me. Uh, the doors, the Doors. Marillion, Misplaced mm -hmm. Childhood. Oh, two from a yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. Tool. Lat lateralus. Lateralus, I think. Lateralus. Lateralus. Okay. Um, oh, and I've got Kev. At, 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 well, I always pronounce it Savini, but it could be Cavini. Remind me, Kev. Sev. I always see it as Savini. The, the, infected. Cabaret Voltaire. Code. Ooh. Code. Mm. Sisters of Mercy. At least I've heard of them. Floodland. Gary Newman, The Fury, uh, and Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile. Oh, The Fragile's fucking brilliant. And a good pick, <laughs> because I believe it's a double album. So Oh, nice. that's good then, yeah. Extra songs. Get, 
extra song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to re-listen to a Fragile to over week <laughs> Such a good album. Yeah, hopefully people listening to this, it's got you onto some albums to have a listen to over the, the coming weeks anyway. Uh, mm. Dave at Yellowbug1969. Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Hey. <laughs> Echo and the Bunny Men, Ocean Rain. Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime. Love Queen. I love me some Queen's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Damn the torpedoes. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, and here's an old school one. Blondie, Parallel Lines. I remember mm, buying nice. that. Yeah, I've got that one. Um, like that. That's a good list. It is a good list, that one. Like that one. Malcolm John at Malk J-O. The Crackheads Graffiti Gallery. I feel like that's punk. It sounds like it. I would <laughs> well, say, well, yeah, well. if I had to guess, I would say punk as well, mate. Deep Trouble, Second City Blues, Deft Touch, Deft Touch, Vitality, Sunburn, Sanitary Satanists, Hell to Pay. Well, that is it Hell to Pay or Hell to Pay? I think it's Hell to Pay. Like a wig. <laughs> I think it's Hell to Pay. Well, that's to the first pay. list I've heard of to pay. none of them. Yeah. yeah, to pay. That's the first list I've heard of none of them. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely was... none. So, uh, but, well, you know, we will, we will go off and we will listen. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, right, so I just need to bring up, because I had, um, well, we've got an email that I want to finish on. I also have a message to see. Now, I've got Twitter on front of me. This is what I do. And here we go, at last. Our old friend, Ben Wyatt, the T's over in Tasmania. 100% Tasmanian beef. I'm obligated to say that every time. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a message on Twitter. He said this list was actually easier than the than first anticipated. So let's kick it with that. So let's kick it off with number five. Bonus points for Ben because not only has he listed the name of the album, who it's by, he's then gone on to say why he likes it, and Ooh. he's finished each one with his favourite track. Wow! So there is somebody. Double work. Oh, he A plus for your homework there, Ben. Definitely A plus and a gold star. Uh, so he kicks it off with The River by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, uh, and, and again, double album. I mean, I was tempted, I mean, because it was a double album. But yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's tough <laughs> for that era. There's some, oh, yes. There's some absolute belters on this double album. There might be a bit of fat on here and there, but the peaks are very high. Favourite track, Point Blank. Nice. Uh, coming in at number four. I feel like we should have like the top of the pops music in the background. Coming in at number four. Is the South is the South Park bigger, longer, and uncut soundtrack? <laughs> I, I, can, like. I can almost sing along to this off by heart. Just incredible stuff here. Favorite track: La Resistance me Medley. <laughs> God. Settling in at position. Oh, I see again. Settling in at position three is Red Hot Chili Peppers Stadium Arcadium. Oh, wow. Interesting choice. Yeah. Although I'm not the hugest Chili Peppers fan, I absolutely love this double album. Except Humpty Bump. Oh, fuck, yeah. Fuck that fucking stupid fucking shit song. <laughs> complete, <laughs> complete garbage and have to skip it every time. No, I remember that being like a um, sort of like, it felt like them trying to reclaim the funk of their uh, time where all they just did was heroin. <laughs> they just couldn't, couldn't reclaim that. Yeah, that sort of uh, that sort of sound, but yeah, yeah. Again, another double album. Yeah, smart move. Uh, he does say the rest is great though, and his favourite track is "Wet Sand." Uh, the penultimate album is "Hymns" H I M S. 
love and theory in practice. There's some absolute bangers, as the kids would say, and this often this often gets some play in my gym. Favorite track, love the hardest way. Now, so him is that him like the yeah sort of emo we goth band from I don't the know. early to mid two thousands. I have no idea. Anything I'm after on Spotify? Anything oh, after? Yeah. Who am I asking? God, I know like... if it's after eighty nine, don't bother asking me, mate. I've got no idea. I'm looking. What was what was it called? Uh, H i m s m's love and theory in practice. There you go. Is it? Uh, is it? I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Then. I'm, I'm looking for love, and you're lucky. Tom is looking yeah. for love on the internet as we record. <laughs> <laughs> theory and practice in practice. Sorry, in... I'm sure there's people that know that album. Oh no, it is. Heart. It is him. Yeah. It is. Okay. Screenworks, love and theory in practice. Yes, okay. I got it. Uh, now some honourable mentions before my number one. Oh, you can't have honourable mentions. I'd have been uh, here all night. Avenge Sevenfold, City of Evil, um, Rancid, and Out Come the Wolves, The Offspring, Americana. Nice. Here we go. How could anyone not have the seminal album Hot Love by David Essex as their top album? Not only did it help shape the sound of the 80s, but the very fabric of popular music owes a lot to Mr. Essex. Is this his number one? I'm kidding, of course, he says. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> there, was, there was a deep cut throwback to listeners of 80s Picture House, and when, Tom, I think you went on one of your biggest rants ever when I picked that as an album choice back then. Uh, oh, my God. I'd love, to, I, I'd love to hear that one back. I think I'm, really, I just lost my shit. You did lose your shit. <laughs> Well, we don't do albums anymore. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that was the tipping point. That was when we like jumped the shark, as it were, with albums. <laughs> when I picked that one, uh, he says my favourite album is "Stranger in the Alps" by Phoebe Bridgers. I'm sure you guys have no idea who she well, is. I know who Phoebe Bridgers is. Oh, yeah. okay. But she topped my Spotify stats the last couple of years, and she's just tremendous. And his favourite track is "Smoke Signals." Hmm. Cracking uh, message. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for all that information. That was uh, that was really good. But it's not over. I've got one more. I've had an email. Uh, all Ooh, the way good now because this email could this um, put someone in the number one spot. So we've had three Guns and Roses. So yep. we could have someone tie with Guns and Roses potentially for the if, if they if anyone of our uh, ones who had two votes are in this five. Yeah, wasn't one Marillions had two votes? Marillion, uh, Meatloaf, and one other, which I'll remember when. Yeah. Oh, War it. of the Worlds. War of the Worlds has got two, including mine as well. Yeah. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. So, what's for five? And mm. who is it? Right, it's from uh, Australia. Jaffers, who hosts, and this is really good um, for our show, especially 80s related. He hosts Podcat Flappo, the podcast about the 1987 series Filthy Rich and Cat Flap. And if you're not subscribed to it, subscribe already. Uh, just do it now. Uh, before you listen to the rest of this. Uh, and if for some strange reason you have never watched Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, good Lord, go and watch it and then subscribe uh, and listen because Jeffers does awesome work with it, deep dives into the series, has done loads of really good interview shows. Uh, and he was very kind and sent us an email about this. Um, great idea, five albums. Uh, now he's done his homework too because... As per decade of decadence, I've limited myself to nothing before 1980 and nothing after 1990 to stick to the spirit of it, even though you said we didn't have to. Well done for doing it. I couldn't do that. I mean, three out of my five of the 80s, but mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do without the other oh. two. So he begins, Whitesnake, 1987. I borrowed the cassette of my mate Paul and never gave it back and tease him about it to this very day. The guitar solos are amazing. Yes, they definitely are. 
Steve Vai, Passion and Warfare, 1990, the first and last word in instrumental guitar albums and concept albums. Then he moves on to his, here's a good choice. <laughs> I bet nobody else would have picked this. Neil, Neil's Heavy Concept Album, 1984. Lentil Nightmare is the coolest metal head trip ever written. The, the sheer quality of this album's production is insane. Jeffers, uh, yeah. I guess you would be the only one that picked that, surely. Uh, Phil Collins, No Jacket Required, 1985. Although it's popular to trash Phil Collins these days, he was a hit machine and I was 12 when this came out and I endlessly badgered my parents to buy it for me. The guitar solos were amazing. Listen to it every day, multiple times. Uh, and finally, another one, no surprise that I've never heard of, Eddie Brickle and the New Bohemians. And the album is called Shooting Rubber Bands at the Stars from 1988. Uh, the cassette I rushed out to buy with my first paycheck from my first job an incredible band, and I thought, oh, Edie, did I say Eddie? It's Edie. And I thought Edie was great. My mum said she couldn't sing and was awful, which I totally dismissed as a 15-year-old. But now I know she was right. Edie can't sing for Toffee, but I still love it. Uh, and he, he does do one honourable mention, and it's Kingdom Come, 1988. I'd happily trade this for anything else on my list except Vi. Every song is a killer. Uh, and he just finishes off his email. The main thing to mention about the 80s is the brilliant era of movie soundtrack albums, from the mm. Breaking soundtrack, love it so much, to the Top Gun soundtrack and the brilliant Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. The 80s had endless, amazing, various artists' album in that way. Beat Street, Footloose, The Breakfast Club, so many, fucking amazing. Best movie albums list? Ooh. I was going to say, as I'd say, what could be next? So It's going to be, so for our album, next show. Yeah. Um, soundtracks or scores? Soundtracks or scores, whatever you prefer. Movie, album. Well, that's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've already mentioned one. I'm going to pick. Yeah, so, uh, I know. I know. It's already think... slipped out. But yeah. there's another four. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, we will be recording again towards the end of May. Um, May. And then, yeah, send us, if you could only ever listen to five movie soundtracks slash scores, what would they be? I'll put it on Twitter nice. again uh, towards the uh, middle of the month. Thank you again to everybody that, yeah, that thanks replied. For the, that was awesome. A huge amount of replies. It was mm -hmm. lovely. Yeah, that was really good. And uh, again, if there's stuff you've never heard of, give it a listen. Right. Uh, we did say, mate, at the end of the last show that this one might be quite short because we didn't have much to talk about. We've only, I think we've gone three weeks since we last recorded. I have got a strangely large list of 80s-related stuff. In just Ooh. a short amount of time, um, which is kind of weird. So do you want me to start chipping away at some of that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so you know the the term FUBAR, F-U-B-A-R? Yes. Okay. Have you seen a trailer for something called FUBAR? I certainly have. Yes. So for people that haven't, uh, and if you don't know what it stands for, just Google it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a new series coming to Netflix starring Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, which means this is Arnie News. Put that cookie down now! I nearly forgot the button, mate. I nearly forgot it. Um, the, the tagline for it is heroes don't retire, they reload. Uh, it begins on May the 25th and it stars Arnie as a retired CIA um, Agent, is that right? Is that's like saying though? Isn't that like saying ATM machine because the M stands for machine? CIA, 
No, it's Central Intelligence Agency. Agency, agent. agent. But then you wouldn't say agency agent, would you? You wouldn't really. Dramatically. Yeah. He's retired from the CIA. Uh, yeah. And he finds out that his daughter is in the CIA and they have to team up together. Mm. Mm. I mean, you know, no big surprises there. But it's Arnie, isn't it? In something new, which is always a plus for me. Yeah, I've not got Netflix at the moment, but I was going to bring it back at the end of the month when this is out for it. Mm. Um, I've seen the trailer, which looked fine, I guess. Yeah. They, they released a clip, um, which was not funny in any way, shape or form. Uh, we will see. I don't know how much I'll... I'll give it a go because it's Arnie. Um, yeah. I think it is going to be... It's going to be cringy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how long I'll last with it, but I will always... Give it a go. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the last time he tried for comedy was that awful Killing Gunther film, and I mean, he was oh, barely in it. Yeah, yeah, unbelievably bad. Yeah, um, but we'll see. We'll see this time. Yeah, we'll it can't see. be any worse than Killing Gunther. No, surely not. Please, please don't let it be worse than that. Uh, a movie from 1989 that both of us love, mate, is Roadhouse, starring mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze. Uh, this is being remade slash reimagined. Now, yeah. reimagined. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as UFC fighter. Um, why they had to go that route, I don't know. They did yeah, some filming in the Octagon at UFC yeah, 285 uh, not too long ago. Um, and it's, yeah, it's Dalton. He plays the character Dalton again, which Patrick Swayze did. Uh, and he ends up working at a roadhouse in the Florida Keys. Not much else is available at the moment. And again, I mean, how many times? I should just have a button that I can press and it says, don't remake good films, remake films yeah. that could have been good but ended up being a bit shit. Why, why again, remake a fucking classic movie? I don't know. I really yeah, don't know. Yeah, really weird. Uh, don't get the UFC thing. Yeah, not a fan of this whole idea. No, but... I'll give it a watch. You could be surprised. You never know. We'll give it a go. I do like Jake Gyllenhaal, though. So I like Jake Gyllenhaal, but this may go the way of Robocop, Conan the Barbarian, oh, etc. Oh. Where I just like, I'm not. I've got no interest in it. Yeah. No, I've never seen the films. I've just got no interest in watching. What's the point? So yeah, I might just skip it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Robocop remake. Jesus, that was awful. Uh, anyway, another favorite movie of ours from the eighties, mate, from nineteen eighty six, Trick or Treat is getting a 4K UHD release. Um, Synapse Films and Redshirt Pictures are working on it for a release. They're hoping for the end of this year. I will be, be nice if it's for Halloween. <laughs> that, that would be nice. That would tie it in perfectly, wouldn't it? Day one purchase for me, mate, really is. I love this film. So to own it on 4K, I've got to have it. Yeah, I'm happy with my Blu-ray of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering what extras are going to be on it, though. You know, new stuff on it i don't know they could get a, an interview with gene simmons for his role as nuke in it and yeah so be, yeah very interested in that one uh over here in the uk channel five we've mentioned them a few times uh on the 29th of april this year was part one of a new 10-part series called called britain's favorite 80s songs um, so they love a list, don't they? They love list ones. So it's on on Saturdays. It's each episode, mate, is an hour and a half. Uh, they play the top thirty songs from that year, and so there were some good ones. Me and Tina sat through the first episode, which of course was nineteen eighty. Um, bit of a nostalgia trip. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, I don't remember that one. That's good. No, that's shit. So yeah, if you if you want a bit of a nostalgia trip and an hour and a half of, of eighty songs, you know. 
Channel 5. There you go. I have got to mention this. Uh, I do subscribe to the BBC archive on YouTube. And there's some great stuff they put up. They put up clips from all the history on TV and stuff. And, of course, there's loads of stuff from the 80s that pops up. One come up the other day, and I do <laughs> I do recommend it, mate. Uh, when we finished, you've got to go and have a look because I was in stitches watching it. It's from 1982, and it's from – there was a TV – like a, a news show, a local news show over here called Newsnight. Uh, and it's titled, Is the British SFX Industry in Crisis? So they're on about, oh, you know, the – Britain's film industry was, you know, top of the game for when you wanted special effects. Um, you know, practical effects, obviously, because there was no CG back then. And the presenter of it, as he's talking, he begins it, and it's, you know, to walk and talk towards the camera and to show off how great the British SFX industry is. He's walking through, like, this field, and there's all, like, landmines and explosions going off. Okay. And one, one goes off dangerously close to him and sort of showers him in dirt and everything as he goes off he doesn't flinch this guy does not flinch any present any other presenter would have at least you know ducked for cover or said oh shit or you know whatever he yeah. is like the proverbial cool as cucumber guy he just like carries on talking bloody there's a big explosion that nearly took my head off but i'm going to keep walking to camera and keep talking so yeah that's recommended as something like about a three or four minute clip um a good friend of ours mate uncle lloyd lloyd kaufman of course head of trauma hundreds of trauma titles are going to be available to watch soon for free because Troma has partnered with Renaissance Content Group and they're bringing all of the movies to Amazon's Freevee platform, which has oh, adverts. Nice. Yeah, I've used it a few times and it's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I found you don't get, well, at least the things that we've watched, you don't get too many adverts, really. I mean, we watched a film on it for a few shows back for Tiffin. Um, yeah. And you got, what, two or three advert breaks? I didn't get any. It's weird. Know. It is weird. <laughs> it's weird. And uh, usually, as a rule, from, again, from what we've seen, the quality has been good. The picture quality has yeah, been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, and the adverts, if you do get any, that's where you can just look at your phone for three minutes exactly. or two minutes or however long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the trauma titles start dropping there on May the 8th and then they're going to be drip for, um, drip, uh, drip fed, Jesus Christ, uh, throughout the year. So, yeah, I think virtually all of trauma's titles are going to be put on there. Nice. Yeah. I've still got more. Shall I throw it over to you? So, you know. People are probably getting fed up with me talking for now. Is there anything that you, that you want to add? Um, yeah, just a little bit of an ad. Um, obviously, last show I mentioned uh, that at the Comic-Con in London in July, uh, start of July, I'll be meeting uh, the Chuck Norris. Um, add another martial arts legend to the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, putting these two people in the same building is dangerous. Um <laughs> I think, but um, also joining and also, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a photo and something signed because for some reason they're an absolute bargain price. Mm-hmm. Um, Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, yes. Going to be their do. A former friend of the uh, 80s picture, well, friend of the 80s picture house. We've, we had an interview show with her. We uh, did, yeah. Back when, but yeah, she's going to be there as well. It's just like, damn. Can I ask them what price the that she's charging for the... I mean, I was, I had the Monzo Flex ready to go. I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be um, 25 quid. Bloody hell. Yeah. 
I would so, have um, never have said that low. Good lord. Yeah, so um ready for that. Um hope they don't announce anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save your wallet, mate. Yeah, um as for anything else, um, I think that's it. I really haven't done a lot since um we last spoke. Um if that's been shorter though, like we said, it's been a lot shorter yeah. time between recording um, these saw, two shows. Saw tragedy uh um Islington um last week. Um, a review of that will be going on the website soon. Review of that should have gone on the website as we record here on Friday, May the fifth. Should have gone on at the beginning of the week and I've been very remiss. At, um my excuses I've I have been very busy at work and then I've got home at night. And I've gone, oh. Understandable. So, but that will be on, most definitely yes. will be on this Yeah, that, this, was, a, this that was a fun gig um, with a Nano War of Steel as support. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. And then upcoming, as I mentioned last time, the Joe Satriani um, review, uh, that'll be on there as well. But mm. um, yeah, coming up, um, a bit more, a bit more. Um, I'll be, it was Eurovision soon, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a week tomorrow as we sit here. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I'm going to see the Groundhog Day musical coming up in May. Um, and um, Meat Loaf's band, the Neverland Express, are playing at the Indigo 2 uh, with oh, okay. a guy who won, like, American Idol one. They're like, uh, you know, it was basically the closest you're going to get. Um, Meat Loaf approved before he passed away, so I'm going to go to that. Yeah. But yeah, not it's building up over the summer, building back up yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not your usual... Busy. I know you no. have got an absolutely crazy stretch that we'll be talking about in a future show coming up where you've yeah, got... Yeah, the, yeah, the, the end of July show is oh, going to be uh, yeah, that full is, on. I've never known any week like that, but yeah, then, that, that's for chat for a later, later show, which there will be a lot of chat, the stuff that you're going to do there, mate. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. not really a lot to report. Mm. Well, me and, Tina, me and Tina um, the other week went to Liverpool and saw Bob Odenkirk. To, to do a talk it was really good now of course you know i've never seen breaking bad i've never seen better call saul which tina's seen both of those all of them uh i have seen nobody which i love the film nobody mm. um but i knew even if i hadn't seen him in anything he's the kind of guy that i knew because i said to tina right you know there's a card number go and, go and get us a couple of tickets and she was like you want you want to see him but you don't watch breaking bad or better call Saul. but i knew he was the type of person who would give really good stories yeah and he didn't let me down he gave really good stories so yeah that that was well worth going to he was, he was you know really funny and insightful and he did confirm nobody too as well yes yes i um i saw him last year as well on the um the hardback version of the same door basically wasn't it <laughs> yeah uh so um yeah no he's yeah really engaging really funny um a good night if he's in your area doing a talk yeah uh yeah i've mentioned as well we're sat here recording on friday may the 5th tomorrow saturday may the 6th is a huge day over here in the uk uh, and we shall just quickly acknowledge it in our own particular 80s way And that was it. That's, that's all you've got to say on the matter. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's get this out of the way as well, mate. I'll press another button. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> just the one. Again, thankfully. It has been just a few weeks. Uh, and we've lost Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Uh, probably better known to some people as John Morgan, as his uh, English acting name. 
Uh, he passed away age 68. Oh, mate, some of the films he's been in, especially horror stuff. And I went and looked. And for me, again, you know, just picking 80s stuff, it's got to be his first IMDb credit as an actor from 1980, playing Charlie Bukowski in Cannibal Apocalypse, right. which him and John Saxon in that is... Uh, yeah, I just really love that film. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember renting it on video when it came out, and, of course, the cover with his insides, you know, blown out in the hole. Oh, yeah, I've got to rent that because of the cover. <laughs> it was another one of those, and it, it didn't let me down, and I still love it to this day. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not very old, 68. No, not really. No. No, but he's the only one, so that's good. So let's move on to something more positive. And, and I know during a private WhatsApp conversation, you've allowed me five minutes of Sly News. Yo, Polly! So, <laughs> there's a few to go through, mate, as you well know. Uh, the Sly Stallone shop have uh, announced the release, or the upcoming release from late summer 2023. Oh, Cobra figure. One-sixth scale. It looks amazing. The figures that they're putting together, mate, it's like the Rambo one. They look incredible. The only problem is, is they're a bit pricey. <laughs> and I can't afford them. So, but yeah, if you've got the cash and you're into Sly, that Cobra figure does look really, really good. Uh, and in other Sly news. Yo, Polly! What do you think, mate? Cliffhanger sequel uh, directed Rick Roman War. Mm. He directed Angel Has Fallen. He's directing it, written by, oh, names, Jesus. Written by Mark Bianchuli Hunters. Uh, so Sly's, uh, Sly's back as Gabe Walker. What do you think, mate? Well, I'm open to it. It'll be a sequel, mm. you know, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but uh, Rick Roman War is, you know, like, he, he doesn't make masterpieces, but he makes competent action films, so. Yeah. And, you know, in, in some cases, you know, just sort of, like, quite funny because they're a bit shitty action <laughs> films, so. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I'll see what happens. Do you think Sly will be hanging from any cliffs? I wouldn't have thought so, but no. you never know. You never know. Yeah, it would be proper CG, I think. Yeah, I'm interested. I think it's a little bit too late. would have liked one a bit earlier, but yeah, never doubt what Sly can do. We've learned that so many times, haven't we? So, uh, right, on to the next one. Yo, Polly! Sly has recently signed a deal to produce and star in an action comedy. Mm. Never Three too minutes. <laughs> never too old to die. Hopefully it's better than never too young to die, which we have talked about on a I think that was on Eight's Pitch House. Uh it centers on a mysterious murder at a retirement home for retired spies. Okay, and it's the first project from Sly's Balboa Pictures multi-year first luck deal with Amazon Studios. Well, that's good. He'll get a lot of eyes on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's one good thing. You know, after Samaritan came out last year, so he's it's, it's got a bit of a deal yeah. with Amazon Studios. So, yeah, it could be all right. could be really cheesy, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, give it a go. I'd like to know who else is going to be in it. Um, but, yeah, I'll have to watch it. On to your favourite bit of uh, Sly News, mate. Yo, Polly! We're getting closer to the release of The Family Stallone. The seventeenth of May. The next time we record, it would have started, and and you'll be hooked wait, on it. Wait, uh, that's that's not really Stein news, though, is it? It's, there's no update. 
<laughs> yeah, well, just, but we're close. It's still coming. That's not really slide news, is it? It is. I've got to get every bit that I can get in, mate. Well, you've got less than two minutes. Right, here we go then. I've got two to go. And these are not news. These are just in for good. the sake of it. So I'm going to say them while I've got time. Yo, Polly. He's reprised his role as Ravager Captain St- oh, Names Stackart Ogord on um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was recently released. So that's Today, my- as he recorded. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so there's another one if you want to add uh, another sly credit to your letterboxed budget. Well, I'm going to see it tomorrow. But, so uh, there you go. Another, another one for Sly, mate, on your letterboxed. Uh, and finally, again, which isn't really news, but what the fuck? Yo, Polly! Uh, he will still be back in the newest instalment of the Expendables franchise, which is released in August, so we're getting a bit closer to that as well. Oh, so it's got a, it is out in August, okay. Yeah, it is out in August, so there we go. I've, I've expended all of my Sly news. Okay, and you had a minute to spare, but we don't have to use that to talk about Slack. No, we just spend a minute fawning over him, and that'll be... I've just just stopped the timer. (laughs) Uh, One more bit of 80s-related news that I've got uh, before we got into the movie chat, unless you've got something else, mate, is... No, no. um, Winger. Winger today released a new song uh, from their latest album, Seven, which is, of course, their seventh album. Uh, And the name of the song is Tears of Blood, and it's great. It's proper 80s in <laughs> such an 80s rock song. Nice. So, yeah, and if you've not heard the album Seven yet by Winger, get on it uh, if you're a oh, fan. I do hope they come over and tour. Uh, they were, of course, oh, were supposed yeah. to uh, last year, weren't they? But, exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, you were due to see them, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the uh, line-up of Skid Row. Um, but uh, hopefully later in the year they'll, they'll come back. Yeah. Oh, well, fingers crossed. I'd love to see them. Really would. A band yeah. I've never seen, so that would be good. Now, normally, uh, we've got the movie chat. We would normally start with the first time watch, but I think, and I'm sure you'll agree, mate, I think we should save the first time watch until last, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a bit more to talk about with that one. (laughs) Yeah. So we will start with the rewatch pick, which was mine. How's he tattooing a dick on your back, Byron? <laughs> it's a fallen soldier, bro. <laughs> he got you. Yo. Morning, boss. Get your weapons. Let's go. Oh, you, put the shirt on. It does kind of look like a dick. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> out. I'm the judge. Don't blow your balls off. Don't worry, they're made of grass. Are they as big as your wives? <laughs> go, go, go. Cover your sides. Door. Yes, Matt. Down. Clean up, aisle three. In what we do, there is only trust. You're the heart and soul of this team. The arrest today of a major cartel leader has led to a seizure of millions of dollars in cartel money. McNeely? Something off. Oh, my God. I gotta ask you a few questions. $10 million is missing from your cartel bust. Did you steal it? No. Two murders of DEA agents have happened on my watch. Why do you think the cartel's killing your guys? It's the money. They're watching us. The only way to stop the cartel is to find out who stole the money. It could be someone on my team, one of my own people. 
Some of us are getting paid, the rest of us are just getting dead. Cartel's got your wife and kid. I'm sorry. Tell John to come for you. Them. Is this over? No. That was the trailer for Sabotage. My rewatch pick, 80s related, because of course it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, this came after what has become known as his governator period when he went into American politics. Mm. Um, and then he came back, didn't he? He came back with The Last Stand, which I've I've watched a few times now. And it's one of those yeah. that the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, it's a fun film. Yeah. Um, and we enjoyed it the first time, but it does. It just gets a lot more enjoyable with every rewatch. And then he did uh, Escape Plan with Sly. And then there was this, um, co-written uh, and directed by David Ayer. Uh, Release the Ayer cut. <laughs> Release the Ayer cut. It's um, so the IMDb synopsis is very short. Members of an elite DEA task force find themselves being taken down one by one after they rob a drug cartel safe house, uh, and it's currently a five point seven um, on IMDb. So, I mean, you said to me in a WhatsApp message, mate, that, you know, of course we use Letterboxd a lot. And one of the things you commented on was how diverse the reviews of this were. It seems to be quite a Marmite film, doesn't it? Yeah. Of which, after saying that, we both landed in the middle and gave it a three. Yeah, funny enough. (laughs) Although I am like, the more I think about it, I should be two and a half, but still would be in the middle. Yeah, 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 let's still be in the middle. Um, so it's, you know, Arn is the, the aging guy from the DEA. You find out that um, his family has been horrendously murdered, which he insists on watching quite often while moodily drinking a yeah, whis- I mean, whiskey yeah, and smoking this was a before, cigar. Was before Netflix was really a popular thing yeah. back in 2014. So. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's that or just watch your family get killed. So Yeah. <laughs> So he does any teams. And I've got to admit, I love the cast and I think the cast are great in it and play really good. You got my favourite person in it, mate, is Sam Worthington. I think he's he's great in it. Um and I love his character in it. Uh, but but I think everybody and jo- oh, names Joe and I've never known how to pronounce it properly. Mangiello. Yeah. Maybe. Big Joe. Big Joe, because he towers above Arnie. He's amazing in it as well. Um, so he's got the, he's got this gang, and it's all again. I don't want to give too much away. It's all to do with ten million dollars that goes missing, and you don't know. Um, it, it, which one of the gang is stolen? Which one? Which one of the gang are like double crossing everybody and have hidden this ten million dollars? And then members of the gang start being killed. Yeah, and it's like okay, we're, we're being taken down one by one. Who's doing it? It's whoever's got the money. Let's sort out who's going to do it. Um, yeah. And it's one of those, and the trouble, and it's it's good, it's violent, and it's got the mixture of CGI blood now and again, but there's a lot of practical blood in it, which I like. Mm. Um, the thing with David Ayer, and especially with this, release the Ayer cut, <laughs> and, and some some other directors with that, you know, that documentary feel to it, where yeah. it's the 
it's handheld camera and it's moving all the time and there's no sort of real traditional you know shots and, and the way that films are put together it's it's oh yeah you're you're thrown into this life and and you're like the fly on the wall watching it yeah yeah I'm still not sure if I'm really into that kind of look or not. It does it does throw you into it a little bit more, but it also, having said that, also takes me out of it as well. I found it a bit distracting with the mm. close-up and the moving camera. What, what do you think of that style of filmmaking? I, yeah, I don't mind that um, element of um, David Ayer's really the stuff, you know, like... You know, he's done like End of Watch. He did, did he? I mean, he at least wrote End of Watch, but you know, there's that training. It's that yeah. all from comes from training day, doesn't it? That yeah. training day, End yeah. of Watch sort of vibe. Um, yeah, it's not that I had a much of a problem with in the film. What was it that you did? It's just like, God, you sound like a such pensioner, but it's just like <laughs> the, the swearing in it, man. I'm just like, it's tiresome after a while. It's hmm. just like, Obviously, we all love a good swear. Yeah. But it's just like fucking every other word. It's just like, put down that fucking thing. You've got to fucking do this fucking shit. It's just like, <laughs> it's literally, it's like to the point where it's starting to get annoying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of like, just to sort of a feel of a film. I mean, I I remember enjoying it when it came out. Um, according to my letterboxed um, and, and like movie logging, which I was able to import on like a letterboxed, I watched it twice in 2014. I guess when it came out in the cinema and yeah. when it came out on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched it since. And yeah, I I didn't have the same fondness for it. Um, nine, Jesus, nine years ago. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's just I was just finding it like it's. Definitely, you know, violence-wise and action-wise, it's great to see Arnie in this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's great to hear Arnie swear, you know. He's mm. Arnie. It's like it's one of the great pleasures in life is <laughs> hearing Arnie swear. You know, it just is, you know, if you accent. But, um, yeah, I was just – it's definitely the thing I'd like to see him in. But, yeah, I just thought it's getting a bit tiresome by the end of it. Yeah. So, yeah, like the more – and like listening back to that trailer, it's just like, who drew up, you know, just like – Oh, is that your wife's balls and all this? Just like, mm. fucking hell, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, lads, 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 you know, sort of. <laughs> it does. Like, it's, like, it's like proper overdosing on the macho side of stuff, isn't it? It's like taking it like, to another it, level. Yeah, and like putting in like, who dropped ass? I mean, it wasn't even an line, but like they said twice in the film. I'm just like, <laughs> fucking hell. So yeah, I, yeah, it's, I thought it's okay, but twice I'm being a bit more, sorry, I'm being a bit more general. Yeah. It, but, um, what were your memories of when it came out? I mean, did you? Can, did, I mean, it's only nine years ago. Did you cinema it? I th I think we did. I could be wrong. I know we watched it on release. Now, and if we didn't watch it at the cinema, we watched it when it you know it came out like on Blu-ray or something. But yeah. I know I'd only ever seen it the once, and that would have been in like 2014. So like you, it'd been nine years since we watched it. And I remember yeah. my memories of it. Um, the reason that I picked it was because I hadn't seen it in so long. You know, only seen an Arnie film once. You know, good Lord, you've got to yeah. rewatch it. And my memories of it were a little bit hazy. Couldn't really remember many scenes. Um, believe it or not, I couldn't even remember that his family had been killed. <laughs> it was like, it was like, yeah, I remember nothing about completely it. forgotten that. I just remember it being violent. I remember like quite enjoying it really because it was Arnie had come back, you know, and he's like in a violent film and he's shooting and yay. Uh, but then rewatching it now, it didn't have that same hit to it. Like you, I found it a little bit 
yeah, it was like grinding on me a little bit again. That overdose of just like macho bullshit was like they just went one layer too much with it all. Um, I mean, it's good. I mean, we like violent films. You don't want to see, you know, an old school action hero like Arnie in a violent film. But yeah, there was just something about it that didn't click properly with me. And yeah, whereas, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't dislike it. You know, I liked it more than I disliked it, hence why I gave it a three out of five. Uh, but I think that probably the extra half point was at least because it's Arnie with a gun again. <laughs> yeah, that is a big selling point, you know, like the rest of the cast. I mean, I just didn't care about any of the rest of them, really. I know you liked um, Sam Worthington. Yeah, I do like Sam just, Worthington in it, yeah. But I was just didn't really care. But just, yeah, just seeing Arnie in a very violent action film, swearing a lot and shooting loads of things. Yeah. Um, smoking a big stogie. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's why you see it, and I guess that's what it brings. So yeah, because at that stage we thought we wouldn't see this kind of stuff again. Yeah, then. no, yeah, no. I mean, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, you know, as politically, as he wasn't born in the USA, um, that's as far as he could go, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, and obviously not knowing. Then I mean, yeah, like I was, I was speaking to somebody yesterday. It was just like it was such a good little run of films mm. um, that he had with the um, the last and escape plan and this to a lesser extent um yeah. and obviously uh then obviously his appearances in expendables it was just like it was a solid comeback but yeah, nobody went to see but nobody went to see him so yeah and that sort of ended that really didn't it <laughs> yeah i mean the person i was talking about had no idea there was this little um window of, i mean i guess terminator 3 was in that window as well yeah um no yeah nobody you know it just sort of just came and went unfortunately but there's, there's some good stuff in there yeah yeah there is i mean i'm glad i rewatched it Yes, um, yeah, same, and I probably will again in a few years. Yeah, give it another nine years. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. watch it again at some point. Um, but yeah, and it's and it's one of those again where I've not really got much more to say about it, which is a bit disappointing. I know, but it was it was just all right with nothing that really stood out. Nothing really annoyed me too much. Nothing really that sort of made me laugh too much. You know, those sort of things we kind of pick up on to just shoot the shit about it was it's it's okay and it was nice to see arnie just in an action film again and but of course there are other ones above this that if you want to see arnie with a gun and shooting stuff you're going to go back to the you know predator commando you know all of those that we love yeah so, yeah yeah but uh if you haven't watched it it's it, you know it is worth watching i would say i think you'd agree with that wouldn't you Especially, yeah you know, yeah oh yeah yeah for the first time and if you're not if it's escaped you as you're not as an arnie fan yeah Definitely, but I mean, I suppose in some ways, time hasn't been too kind to it as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's its charm has faded definitely over the last nine years. Yeah, who directed it again? Um, I don't know. Was it was it David Ayer? Release the Ayer cut. <laughs> let's let's move on. Never pick us, never pick a Zack Snyder film, mate. I'll be even oh, worse. mate, that that would be it. I'd need, I would need a button for that one, and just keep yeah. I mean, up. I mean that. I mean that's what. Snyderverse people are basically they're mostly just bots, aren't they? Yeah, on Twitter. So it would just here's the equivalent. You're just pressing a button. Yeah, <laughs> right. We shall move on to your first time watch pick, of which I would normally press a button and play the trailer for it. And I looked earlier today for the trailer, and there was a couple. There was one that was just music only while the action mm. played out. So of course, that's no good for an audio show. And the other one was the trailer, but it was German language. So great for those of you that can speak German, but seeing this well, week, we can't. Um, we'll just have to do without a trailer so we can get straight into it, mate. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Settle, Dave. I know you're very excited to talk about this. 
but we need to explain something to the listeners because they're expecting a completely different film. Oh, sorry, mate. Of course, I was forgetting. Right, I'll hand you it over to you, are mate. Just frothing um, to. I, uh, I can't hold back, mate. I am burgeoning to talk about this. I'm well, just. Well, we will. We will. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, so, please explain. Yeah, so yeah, you might have got a bit confused when you heard Dave start talking about a German language trailer for it. So my pick was um, Jocks, um, uh, directed by Steve Carver. Do not release the Carver cut. Um, <laughs> which um, I ch- like. So I remember, you may remember way back when we were doing these shows, we said we'd come to agreement like we can't just choose a, po- a film based on a poster anymore because there's been so many times where we picked a film based on a poster <laughs> or a synopsis yeah. or based because someone was in it yeah. and it was just there was nothing to talk about it was a bad film but it wasn't entertain- an entertaining bad film it was just bad we didn't have anything to talk about and i mean i know we didn't exactly go nuts on sabotage i mean what was that like 10 10 minutes maybe yeah. a little more we speak yeah. about that but like we were just like two three minutes in we were like fuck we've got nothing else to talk about so i accidentally broke through that rule <laughs> with, with jocks <laughs> i watched it first i think dave you watched it you watched sabotage first i yes, watched jocks I did. yeah first i got 45 minutes into this and i had i just had to call an audible and <laughs> i was just like i had watched a film a couple of days prior which was in the 80s which i'd never seen before and you'd started to watch it but you had to stop watching it um, yeah. and you were going to watch it again you wanted to watch it again yeah. and i was just like just watch that film instead um i finished watching jocks um and i'll give you a brief summation christopher lee is a free musketeers obsessed school president who wields a sword You'd be like, oh, what the fuck aren't they talking about that? That's it. <laughs> That's the most entertaining thing in it. It's like this whole like Porky's runoff shit. That's um, it's a tennis club, tennis tennis team, and they've got to back up their ideas and win the tennis championship, the high school tennis championships, or there'll be no more tennis club. And their coach is Richard Roundtree, um, and uh, just the age range for this like school tennis club some of one of them is literally the grizzly old guy out of blood sport you know the guy for beard oh my god and it's like why are you in a high school tennis thing and some like some of the students are like visibly older all that same sort of shit they go out partying they go to clubs just put uh, every word you can think of in front of a word phobic that's this film you think sabotage hasn't aged <laughs> badly and i was just like like when it gets into i was just like we're not talking about this film like it doesn't deserve our breath. I'm sparing you and Tina 90 minutes. You'll never get back. I went for it. Cause it was like Christopher Lee in a teen high school comedy. Brilliant. Without yeah, thinking yeah. of like, Oh shit. What if it's actual garbage? And it is, there's just nothing to talk about is just wacky frat stuff. Some tennis, awful, un- just detestable, unlikable characters. Um, yeah, so we're not talking about that. <laughs> I remember you sending me the WhatsApp message uh, when, and you put, I haven't even finished this yet, but don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, just. But, you know, but thankfully we've got this film that we're yeah, going to talk about. A... And, it, and it was a first time watch for both of us. So that that's really yeah, saved us. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, this this just came up. So haven't got any sort of like notes or anything about it. Um there's a lot to talk about in it. I mean, Dave, you'll probably be in a better position, even though it's my pick because you only watched it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it on like, Monday night, I think. And yeah. This is Friday. Um, 
so yeah, and obviously I was watch I wasn't watching it with the intention to be talking about it four days later. So you might be able to you, in this occasion you may take the lead on some of it because it's <laughs> fresh in my memory and you you were watching it as a with a view to talk about it. Yeah. Um. So what is it? What are we talking about, <laughs> Tom? Good, you good dickhead. Luck. Good luck this, trying to sum this up. Jesus. This is um. I mean, I've just Googled it just to get the date it was released. So it was released in um, uh, 23rd of August, 1986. I don't know, is this the same film? I'm just like, same description. The film is called A Magic Crystal. Yes, Magic Crystal. And it's a martial arts um, action film, I suppose. That's a very broad mm. definition of it. But the description on Google, one day the gallant Nick Lowe receives a letter from his friend Shum in Greece telling him, Telling, oh, it doesn't say he's telling him. I was filling him the gaps. Telling that he has discovered a piece of strange antique and wants Nike to assist him in examination. I guess that's a bit of it. A bit of it. It's like the IMDb synopsis is a mysterious crystal holds good and evil powers. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's even more vague. And then when you watch it and you think, what the fuck? You could have, you could have wrote like a 10 paragraphs rather than so just what, that. What has what was Letterbox got? Um, okay, better. This is okay. This is better. This is a good one. Go on. Archaeologist Shum finds an antique jade with supernatural powers in Greece. The stone is wanted by the KGB's agent Kowoff and the Interpol. Shum asks his friend Nike for help. However, Shum is finally caught by the KGB, but the jade is slipped into the hands of a boy called Pan. Bit better. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, stars Andy Lau. Um, who you might know from like, I think he's done some um, like Days of Being Wild, Tears Go By, the um, uh, One Car Way films. He was in House of Flying Daggers. That's probably a quite big one. Internal yeah. Affairs. If you just, uh, he was in um, The Great Wall with Matt Damon. If you remember that one mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. So you know, God of Gamblers. That's a good film. I could go on Infernal Affairs. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I watched it because I was like, I'm going to start getting some Cynthia Rothrock films. Yeah. And I saw this was on YouTube and it still is on YouTube and it wouldn't be the worst idea to include it in the notes so people could watch it because, man, you need to watch this fucking film. <laughs> uh, so Cynthia Rothrock's in it. Um, the, the the Russian baddie is um very well-known Russian actor, Richard Norton. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. It's all badly dubbed and subtitled. Yeah. So um, it's mad. It starts off like a straight forward action martial arts for about half an hour or so i'd yeah, say right yeah, yeah and then this fucking rock shows up this jade this glowing jade shows up and in a suitcase it's like a suitcase mix-up sort of thing and then the boy pan he gets it and <laughs> it just starts talking to him and then we're off to the races really this uh, we said before recording because I said to you I said oh I said sorry mate we're not being able to you know get a trailer for this and then we were saying well it's good in a way because there's no way that a trailer could ever do justice to what is in this in this film you could cut quite literally five different trailers and each trailer would make it look like a completely different film. It, you could yeah. make it look like a really violent martial arts film. You could make it look like a little kiddies. Yeah, an little kids, family film. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were referencing ET. Yeah, yeah. Or you could make it like yeah. Mate, you make it a straight sci-fi movie. You could, you could make all, it an Indiana Jones sort of thing. Yes, There's you could in do. There for yeah. to turn it into that. Yeah, 
this these are all mixed up in it in the most amazing most amazing ways yeah oh my god it is bonkers i mean well and we have said this before but for any new listeners um because you were saying you're richard norton he was one again going back to 80s pitch house i mean we swapped how many messages yeah he was going to be an interview guest but then with the difference between yeah he's over australia, australia yeah and england it was we could just never get anything to line up um could we he was one of those that got away unfortunately him and, and robert darvey we've mentioned he was another one that got away yeah it'd have been so good i mean imagine now talking to richard norton and we've got this in our pocket about magic crystal would be oh my god yeah we, no sorry richard this is all we're talking about yeah, we just, we just you you could do you could oh imagine doing a commentary track with him about this it oh was, my god just thought, as you can tell already we both really love this film it's uh but yeah you, like you said mate it starts off like a martial arts film holy shit some of the fighting in this and it's, oh my god yeah like we should preface this like this is a deeply silly ridiculous film but the martial arts is Fucking brilliant! In oh it. my god, it's amazing. So good. The first few fights. Oh, the fight! I mean, I think you referenced, but like the first fight, I think when someone just like just does that. I mean, if you see the lot, like slammed yeah, onto a table, back first on a table. We <laughs> and uh, you see that bit in quite a few, you know, like Hong Kong, you know, like your Jackie Chan films and all of that sort of stuff. But it doesn't make it any more or less comfortable watching yeah. as a guy's spine just goes a completely the wrong direction over a table. <laughs> it's, it's like... uh, yeah, yeah, it's that style of, of, of fighting. You know, it is obviously it's very heavily choreographed mm. uh, and over the top, but it looks fucking amazing. Oh, and it God, is it, and it, it is violent. It is violent. Yeah. So, I mean, you see some of these fights that are, you know, a bit over the top and all that, and there's some wire work in it, but not stupid wire work in no. it. Um, and the more sort of fantastical you know they're, they're a bit like that this this is still keeps some grit to it and you feel the punches and the kicks and, and you you're sort of wincing so yeah. many times yeah so that is times. A, absolutely <laughs> like i'm still just staying on like the fight the fight scene i mean there's two actually what a treat uh and i'm not saying this in a tongue-in-cheek or being facetious way this is great the, the first fight scene between cynthia rothrock and richard norton oh, is outstanding yeah, yeah. it's oh um <laughs> even that man it's good all you need is that just that oh sound from they, tom and obviously it sums up the film obviously we you know you know they're really good friends um you know they've known each other for the amount of films they've done together oh Rich yeah, Norton yeah, and yeah. Sylvia Rothrock, so many so they're obviously you know on the same page with um you know choreographing all of it but oh they're so good they're so good so like yes this is very silly this is a very stupid film but the martial arts the fight scenes are top notch yeah some of some of the moves it's it's with cynthia rothrock especially uh and when she's in some of the fight and again you know the actual fighting is incredible in it but then she'll sort of step away and then mm. some of the she does all these poses and i think one of the style of fighting she does because she starts it and then it could have been the fight with the second fight with richard norton or no actually no it was with an it was another guy when they were in a warehouse and she does this because she walks into the warehouse and this guy is just doing like a warm-up stretch and he has got his leg like at, at what, 180 degrees. His, his foot is way above his head and he's resting it against the um, against all the shelves in this warehouse. And then they start this fight and she does this weird sort of movement and gets into these positions and he goes, hmm, eagle claw. And it's the movements that she does are like, what the fuck? I literally had to rewind it to see what she was doing. And then yeah. they start fighting and it's like, holy shit, here's another good fight in it as well. Yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, so for martial arts, it's oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I'm like, God, I want to watch it again. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. So that respect, but yes, it's very silly. It gets very silly when this jade crystal in the suitcase shows up. Ends up as this kid pan or ban ban um, pin pin if, pin pin. Yeah, because the act on IMDb, so the character is pin pin, and the act, the young lad, is called bin bin. No, right. I'm, I'm I'm on Wikipedia and it's Ban Ban because I just thought I'd have the plot in front of me yeah. because obviously I'm not as you know I wasn't even yeah I wasn't on the subtitles it, but... because there's two versions on YouTube as well if people want to me and Tom um, we watch the subtitled version there is an English dubbed version as well I hear the English dubbed versions are right fucking laugh so you know I'm normally a bit snooty and I'm um, like oh no you've got to watch it with the subtitles I, yeah. in, the, in the language it was intended but it, like in, with this sort of thing like I imagine a dub would be well this, funny I mean this is definitely a film but I'm going to watch again so but would it have the line I don't know would it translate there's the um, the line I don't even know if I sent it to you and I took um, you did you did send it to me <laughs> would it have that classic line of um which is I'm an explorer from the Milky World. <laughs> is that is that will that will that translate in the dub? I don't know. But I mean we'll get to we haven't got, got to that bit yet, Jesus. So yeah, oh yeah, you know Interpol, Russian baddie, martial arts, and then this crystal turns up and it ends up with a kid who's sort of like this is where the E. T. vibe comes into it, where he's oh, keeping yeah. it like um E.T.'s protect, you know, kept a secret. He's trying to keep this rock a secret. I guess you could sort of make that comparison. Um, and the rock, um, it's not speaking to him. It's just, you know, attuned to his brain. And yeah, it's using it. I think it's he speaking says, to him. Yeah, I use the electrical waves, but you have to be within five feet of it for it to work. Yeah, and he does all sorts of like um, uh, weird things. He's got powers, and he also likes ice cream. The rock. Yeah, this would. Um, yeah, the rock has just grows a mouth at one point, so he can and a tongue. Yeah, so he can eat some ice cream. Um, and because why like not? A, yeah, it 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 really is palatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so um, in these sort of films, I mean, you know, like Hong Kong, you know, uh, even in the more serious ones, I remember. Um, uh, what's the one with Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock? Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like you want to see Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock kick ass. Yeah, but there's so much like comedy air quotes. Mm. Um, you know, like the comedy. There's always like pervert characters in these Hong Kong films, isn't there? <laughs> and there is a like there is one who's basically um, I think it's Andy Lau's character and like the female lead. They um, you know sort of like. You know they're a romantic couple. I don't think they are a romantic couple, but you know she's attracted to him. And but mm. there's the guy who's like following around and you know wants to get his end away basically. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'll sleep with you in your room and all of this. You know when they go to stay with this with Andy Lau's character and the kids there as well. Um, anyway, he's just trying to. At one point, the kids hiding the rock. This the pervert character. He, he he wants to just cut through the kids' room to get out of on the balcony so he can see her getting changed or undressed or what have you. <laughs> Um, and what 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 happens here? He ends up getting just fucked off the balcony, doesn't he? Yeah, he just ends up falling off the balcony. Oh yeah, at because the end no, of it. her face starts like rotting and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was it. She, he, pull, she pulls the skin off her cheek. Yeah, the rock makes him think. You know, she's like pulling her skin away from her face, and he falls off the balcony. And then they end up um, swapping his hands for his feet. 
Oh, that's a ridiculous scene. <laughs> and he wakes up on. like with his hand scratching himself, and he like sniffs at his feet are there, and like it's this whole thing where he's trying to cover up that his hands and sweet feet have been swapped over by doing yoga and stretching up against a wall. <laughs> uh, oh my god, it's yeah, like it's ridiculous. And then there's this one where like the rock gives the guy. Because, you know, it's almost like a genie in a way. It gives people, mm. you know, special powers and they can do what they want. But they have to be within five feet of it for it to be working. Yeah. Uh, so he gives him the power. I forget which one he gives him the power to do so they can escape the bad guys. But then he he goes, oh, I've got all these powers. I can get, I can... I can make that was it. You can, I can make people do what I tell them to do. Yeah, it's basically the power of suggestion. He thinks. Yeah. So after. Yeah. So all that. So he goes to the bank and he tries to rob the bank and saying, "You will give me your money. You will. It will be. It'll be like fifties and one hundred. Yeah. At this point, I was just like, "Why? Why is this like? Why have we got this scene in the middle of a film? As it turns out, it was writing him out of the film. Yeah. Because he's not in it anymore. He's not, <laughs> no, that was one. And I was just like, fair enough. Out. If that was, if that was the point of this scene, then. Go ahead, because it was he. His character was wearing a little fin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that scene. Like, yeah, he, like Dave says, he goes to a bank and he's just saying to the teller, "You will give me all the money, and you will phone up to give me an escape car." And they just like they put him in a straitjacket and um, take him off to the you know the, the nearest asylum, I guess. And that's the last we see of him in the. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, I mean, there's bits in there with that pin pin as well about and him being bullied with the school bully and then yeah. he gets his revenge and and does like a flying kick on him which again if you made that into a trailer that would be like a totally different <laughs> film once again yeah. there really is like five films in this all just mashed up uh from all different genres but each bit of it each bit of it works though in its own stupid way like you said oh you could make a trailer and it looks like um an indiana jones movie because at one point they go through and it is it could have been like well any indiana jones movie couldn't it where they they're trying not to set off um like they, these trapped they're walking through this tunnel underground and it's one of those mm. where the you know there's all the hidden arrows in all the walls yeah. and if they stand on the wrong stone all the arrows are going to fire and, and kill them and it's got all of that in it and it just keeps changing from one moment to the next and then the next thing you know there's a spaceship with like a, a dead and frazzled alien in it that the stones yeah. got to go into yeah, and go in. the Milky World. The Milky from the Milky World, and you're thinking, <laughs> what the fuck am I going to see next? And then it really is that point. It's yeah. just like, what on earth is next? You, you've got no idea. And then like another amazing martial arts fight will start, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought this was going in one direction, and then there's a really great violent fight in it, and then oh, I mean, because I. Now again, this is what I want to see for the for the dubbed version as opposed to the subtitled one with um, Richard Norton's character, and he's a bad guy. How do you know he's a bad guy? Because he says this line to someone: um, "Anyone going against us will suffer more than an AIDS patient." That's how you know he's a bad guy. Does he really say that, or was that just a change in the subtitles? I don't know. Um, I'm we'll definitely have to watch the dub. To see I'm how de- I am it. definitely going to watch the dub version next time to to compare. <laughs> Got to just for it'll be it'll just make it even more stupid than it is. You know, in a highly enjoyable way. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those. I mean, how many times have we watched a film, mate, and we you know we're ten fifteen minutes into it, and you go, I know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to do that, and it's going to do that, and that's it's going to mm-hmm. end. How many times can you? And this is what is it? Hour thirty five. 
you've got no idea what's going to happen next. Anything, quite literally, anything could happen. Um, and it does. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and never lets you down all the way through it. It never lets you down. It doesn't. That's it doesn't. absolutely. You got somebody. I mean, ridiculous bits. You got a guy having a poo, and then he sees a B day next to him, and he goes, "Oh, this is a posh hotel. It's got two toilets." So he sits on the B day to have a poo, and he's straining, and the B day is next to a bath, and he's got the <laughs> the shower curtain, and then the shower curtain moves, and this bloody hand comes down. <laughs> But the and the hand doesn't just like fall onto his bare thigh. It starts caressing his inner thigh <laughs> while he's shitting on a B day. And you think, well, there's something I didn't think I'd see today. <laughs> what, what is going to happen? So yeah, there you go. there's another example. I mean, there's so many more. And we don't want to give them all away because yeah, no, no, that's that's yeah. A lot of there are so many gems like that where you're going, what the fuck. <laughs> And, they, and it, like you said, all all sort of in between everything. Bloody hell, another great martial arts fight. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, mate. I don't, you know, again, just when you think you've seen all the ridiculous shit that the 80s had to give <laughs> us, and then this drops on a lap, and it's like, oh, my God, there's more gold out there. There really is more. There's more, there's more big jade stones to find. Thankfully, oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah so it's on youtube mm-hmm. um yeah just go to the link watch it yeah magic crystal full movie you know english subtitles or the dub um yeah just yeah. do it it's like i wasn't expecting i was just expecting i'd watched writing wrongs the night before mm-hmm. or a couple yeah the night before yeah and i was just like yeah i'm in the mood for sports if you're off rock action yeah and i got it oh, you oh did. yeah I got yeah, it. yeah 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 um, but yeah, I did not know the rest of this film was going to happen and it did all over me. So <laughs> it happened everywhere. This is what I haven't looked it up actually at time of recording. This is one needs a Blu-ray release if it hasn't already. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've, I've had a look and there's one, there is a Blu-ray, I think it's American, but mm. um, this needs to be seen by more people. But there's so many labels in the, in the UK at the moment, 88 films and um others uh their names escape me uh are putting out like a lot of like classic hong yeah. kong stuff so um feels like it's only a matter of time before this they look at this but yes this has to come out mate physical with whatever yeah. i mean even if it was bare bones and just the film yeah no yeah just it's yeah, well I worth mean, buying but the, the, the version that um we watched was pretty good quality so it was good quality yeah yeah, yeah so i mean i don't think the subtitles were too hot but just we do them keep the milky world whether they say it or not yeah you've got to keep you've got to keep that <laughs> But um, yeah, no, do check it out, and you know, um, hopefully it'll get some sort of physical release. Because, um, geez, what a laugh! Yeah, and if you do watch it before we record the next show, or you know, at, at any point really, just send us an email and let us know your thoughts about it. Um, again, yeah, yeah, please do. I'd love to yeah uh, talk to more people about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. I will put the link to. I'll put the link to the version that me and Tom watched in the podcast yeah. notes for this. And uh, yeah, please go and watch it because it's it's highly recommended from both of us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Glad we glad we made the switch. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So, yeah, will I ever watch Jocks? I don't know. Maybe. I maybe. mean, I know Christopher Lee's quite high in your letterbox. He thing. is. I was, yeah. thinking, I was conscious of that. I was just like, oh, I'm depriving you of another yeah. credit for Christopher Lee. But I don't think I'm depri- overall. I don't think I was depriving you. Yeah, you, well, you definitely picked the best one. That's for sure. There's no way it could have been better than this. <laughs> oh my god, no. Yeah, no. I made made a right uh, choice calling an audible there. Yeah. 
Right. Will we make the right choice for the May show? We will find out in a minute after this. And it is my turn for a first time watch. And now this, I might have to call an audible on this because... Um, like, tell you a new well, thing now, we're getting halfway through the film. Like, yeah. no. Well, not, not so much that it might be absolutely fucking awful, and it could well be. I don't, I'm not sure if we have watched it or not. I don't think we have, but we've watched so many films like this over the years. Yeah. And let's get it right, this is like year 11 now of us doing this. So we've watched a lot of them. Uh, and so many blend into each other. So if I'll, I'll probably start watching it first. And if I go, oh yeah, we have seen this before, I'll pick another one. But at the moment, yeah, um, a different reason this yeah, time. For yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My pick is from 1988, and on um, I think on Letterboxd, I think it's called The Last American Soldier, but it's also known as Commander, which is listed as on IMDb. It's a Rambo ripoff from 1988. That's the reason I picked it. That's the only reason. It is, I think it's a 3.1 on Letterboxd, if memory serves me right. It's a 5.3 on IMDb. So, you know, the ratings are there. It's not getting shit ratings. Uh, the only thing that, like I said, that might change it is if we have seen it before. So Yeah, I mean, as as Dave said, so many Rambo ripoff movies oh, God, out there. Yeah. And we've seen probably more than is healthy, especially Dave. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, let's hope uh, it's... Uh, it's it's a new one to us. Yeah, yeah. We shall find out uh, next month. So, what's your rewatch pick, mate? Well, my rewatch pick was chosen before I called that audible about um, the magic crystal. Um, so it's unfortunately, <laughs> well, not unfortunately, it's another weird Cynthia Rothrock film. Hmm. Um, uh, we, I know we've seen it before. It's one of it's really one of those films. I hmm. mean, we would have spoken about this in eighties Picture House times if we were able to, because yeah. it is very much our shit. It's directed by. Godfrey Ho, which um, <laughs> that says a which, lot. Yeah, that means a lot. Um, yeah. It is undefeatable from 1993. I'm pretty sure I've got it on DVD. Yeah, um, I've got it in my wallet. I, I mean, I came across it the other day, and I was just like, "That's it." Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time, so that'll be good to revisit that one. Excellent, excellent. Mm. And um, I won't say it on 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 air. Of course, I'm going to ask you when we go off air. Yeah. Have you already got the first time pick for next time chosen? Bloody hell! This is like well in advance, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a little a little hint, and yeah. uh, it's all thanks to watching the episode of Hot Ones on YouTube. So. Ah, okay, right. I am I mean, unless Dave's seen it, then ignore that. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one, mate. <laughs> in which That's case, just forget what you said. In that case, yeah. <laughs> edit it out. Yeah. Uh, right, I did say at the end of the last show, yay, I found a way to end every show now to save everybody our embarrassing and very unprofessional ends to the show because we're going to play a crap uh, version, a crap cover version of an 80s song. Um, kudos to Frederick over in Sweden, who, confirmation, mate, he did make it all the way to the end of that awful version of the final countdown that we played at the end of the last show. So, Frederick, hats off to you for doing that because... Um, I don't know if anybody else did. Nobody else let us know that they got to the end of it anyway. So I no don't one know. did, surely. They turned it off like about 10 seconds into it. Um, and, th- and if they did, they'd have missed me and you having a little chat at the end as well, wouldn't they? So Indeed. Uh, pity them. So I did, lo- did look. I'll bite very quickly because I've been busy. That's my excuse again. Um, 
I couldn't find a shit 80s cover version. You know, I typed uh, in, I did even type in shit 80s cover versions into various things. Um, couldn't really find one. So I'm calling out for help here, listeners. Do you know of any really, really bad cover versions of 80s songs? If you do, tweet or email me a link. Because otherwise, you're going to end up with endings like this one where we're just going to tail off, really, aren't we? Cause I've got, I, I can do a goodbye message. Can you do a goodbye message right then? Yeah, okay. if you, you start to wrap it up with, okay. with, the, um, with uh, a website and all of that. Okay, right then. I, I will. 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. Hopefully you've all got it bookmarked by now. Uh, visit there. Everything we do is on there. Uh, all the news, reviews, the podcasts, everything like that. The main social media that we use at the moment is Twitter, which is at 60MW Podcast. Uh, we give away loads of uh, films on there, and that's the main way of keeping up to date with everything that's going on with the whole team at 60MW. Uh, and if you haven't already, leave us a review. That would be awesome. Spending a few minutes to do that, that'd be great. And that's me done with that. So I'm going to say goodbye and hand over the end to Tom. <clears throat> Release the air cut.